from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, it, it, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about this on the last podcast. It's interesting to me because um, I looked up and I saw that great big moose. And then I look over there, I saw that great big moose. And I looked up there and saw that great big, great big caribou. And then I saw that giant, giant uh, elk. And then I saw that great big, uh, giant elk. And then there's these two. You know, we're, we're pretty blessed. How many uh, animals does one man need? Just one more. More. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. If you're ever in Spearfish, South Dakota, make sure you look us up. And actually, I will tell you this, coming in 2022, you should look for our gallery and gear. We're going to have a... Uh we're going to have a gallery for people to come in and look at the heads when you're passing through because we do live in a beautiful part of the country. It's a gateway to the west, and uh, we'd love you to stop in and say hi. Um, and if it's in the fall, stop in and say hi because we will not be here, but we'll make sure somebody is to give you a wonderful hello and goodbye, and you can see all these dead critters that we've been blessed to kill and harvest as we have traveled the world trying to find um, better and bigger and badder outfitters, for not badder, but better and bigger and bolder outfitters for all of you. What does that sound like? Redefining Max Headroom. So anyway, I am I am happy to say I'm joined by Brian Martin. What's that? I don't know if anybody got that. No, I Max don't. Headroom. I remember that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that was a dude with the white, uh, the the blonde. He looked a little bit like Billy Idol or one of those guys. That was a long time ago. I do remember that, like 1985 crap. Oh my God! That dude. was the back about that, that was the back about one. I knows. barely remembered some of the videos that dude was in. Yes. Yes. Wasn't that similar to one we had? Yeah. That's so when, uh, that's if we're going to talk too much about music, you know my music. Oh, uh, yeah, you're, you're screwed. That's the uh, back so, when Larry and... So La I'll, I'll La just leave. Larry just and, um, and what's his name? Magic did the You know what's amazing, too, Brad Dana? Is Bleep's the one that derailed this because he said, we shouldn't have four people ever talking at one time. When we get the referee and the timeout and the chalk marks... He always gets us the dirty looks, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, he, he does dirty looks because he doesn't. You digressed I, this he, whole he, thing. He gives dirty looks because he doesn't have a dirty mind, and that's why his name is Bleep. Yes, exactly. Well, that's uh, uh, uber, uber good person, unlike some of you. Try to get um, Brian anyway. Martin's head out of the, uh, mind out of the gutter, but it's attached to the rest of his body, right? That makes. I it hard. am happy to say, everyone, I'm here today with obviously Brian Martin, Bleep, and Brad Dana. We are at. Uh, the round table for the podcast. We should actually, when we move into the new studio, we should video this thing and have three of them put up because I think people would like to watch some of the dumb stuff that uh, Martin's doing and, uh, and, 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 and the <laughs> slurping sound that uh, you wonder. That's always Brad bringing in his iced tea and forgetting that he's not supposed pistachios. to. Yeah, and eating pistachios during the stupid. Is it pistachio or pistachio? Depends on where you're from. It's like a Mazda or a Mazda. Okay, you guys, listen. So it's I'm like happy to be joined by these guys, and uh, um, we are going to talk today. We're going to give you an optics review, an honest, open uh, a perspective of what we thought we were in the we were in the buggy on our lease in Montana uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. What was it? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Both. <laughs> and here's here's what we had in the buggy. Okay. We had a, a set of Leica 3300. 3200.coms. 3200.coms. I'm sorry. Yep. 3200.coms. Yep. The old Geovids. We had the old Geovids, um, which were 
yeah, they were old. We had the Leica uh, Zeiss. Zeiss. We had the Zeiss. The new, the new Zeiss. And then we had the, the Sig Sauer's. And Which was a uh, 3000 BDX, right? Yep, that's exactly right. And so those were the four that we had in there. And you have had ex- a, a tremendous amount of experience with um, the EL ranges. The ELs. EL ranges and the old Zeiss Swarovski's. and the GeoVids that you have. Yes. So I have the GeoVids, and, and I'd like to start with that. Particularly, I would say that these are all range finding binoculars with ballistic programs and weather stations on board. N- not all. Well, my, my, your old, yeah. old ones. Don't, yeah, to the but, old ones. But yeah, yeah. And so but, so but, I want to give a comparison, though, because what we want to do is have a conversation, and we'll try to keep this on because there's a lot of personal opinions on this stuff, but we're not endorsing one. I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Oh, you know what? I should have given you a disclaimer earlier. If I ever say anything personally that offends you on this podcast, I wasn't talking to you, period. So you can't be offended. I was talking to the person that's not offended, okay? So I just want to let you know that. Number two, okay? Can you say that for Brian Martin? No, he, no that's my disclaimer. Number two, okay? Number two, we are not approving, authorizing, or endorsing anything on this show today, okay? We're not, we're not getting paid by any of these range-finding uh, binocular companies. We're giving you an honest review based on two days in, in, on a lease in Montana. And with you, all side-by-side. Side. With all of them side-by-side side at different hours of the day, different light scenarios, and using the range-finder on different um, micro-terrain everywhere. Make sense? So. Yes. Um, so that's so what it was. So I had, uh, I'll get, kick it off with this. I have a pair of rangefinder binoculars that I bought when they first came out. They were GeoVids. And I remember going to, I bought them at Shields. How long ago and, was that? 12, 15 years? It was 14 years ago. And my wife said, um, I said, dude, I want these for coyote hunting so bad. And I was obsessed with coyote hunting. That was the actual. You called your wife, dude? Um, no, I was just saying it out loud, and I was talking to the guy at Shields. That is a little weird. And it was when the Shields was in the strip mall in, in, in Rapid City, South Dakota. I like strip malls. Anyway, <laughs> I'll never forget thinking, oh, my God, 1800 bucks. You know, that's almost a crime to pay for a set of optics. And um, my wife Prices was, came down on those. My wife said, you should uh, buy those. And I'm like, I'm not buying those. I have a range finder, and I have binoculars, and I'm fine. And so for Father's Day, um, there was a family that, just before Father's Day, there was a family that was in need, and uh, we helped them out a little bit. And my wife was like, are you kidding me? You would help somebody else before you'd buy those rangefinders. And I said, well, you know, that's kind of, but I said, that's just a lot of money for those things. So she was like, well, that was really nice of you, and you're a great man. And I said, oh, wow, that's cool. And I'm not sitting here promoting myself, but this is the story. It's kind of a cool story. So what happened was um, we literally had that conversation all that day. And I didn't buy them. Well, unbeknownst to me, my wife went back to Shields that afternoon, and she bought those. The w- next week was Father's Day, and um, I'm a t- I. You can't surprise me, right? What'd you get for Father's Day? For Father's Day, day <laughs> I got a pair of GeoVids, <laughs> and so I've been hard to let them go. Yep. Because they 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 had an emotional attachment to me, and they, they you know they it was a pretty you like special the story. Day. It's a cool story. I've heard. Well, it, it was my story. You know what I'm saying? Twenty and, times. And every yep. and all of you out there and listening, they, and, and everybody has work. their own story. And and the thing no, is, no, they still work great. Yes, 
I can you, still Did you range. ever send them in for repairs or never? I've never had them in. But you don't drop them as much as some people would. No, I take care of my – oh, no. No. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I, you've dropped them. You've fallen – I mean – I've fallen off a mountain. You look like Tom <laughs> Farley and uh, – Yeah. You know, uh, I mean. uh, an athletic, graceful one, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, you know what, Brian? If uh, – um, I'll post a picture of them on They're um, pretty clean, though, because you leave them Wait, in your little bio Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah, we knew what you meant. We just didn't want to correct you at uh, 62. There's some dementia uh, there. I just wanted to um, make sure everybody see the six-foot-four Sasquatch. You've got to see the image. So, anyway, <laughs> this, this set of binoculars, true story, I've never sent it in. It's well-worn because I do use my equipment as a tool, but I take care of it. Um, and uh, I don't. Uh, you take um, care of these. I, I, I take care of those. I take care of well, my. You rifles. always leave them in your Alaska guy creations thing. Yeah, and I take yeah. care of my rifles. And before that, I had the Badlands one with the magnetic. Yep. So they've. I've always had a bino harness because I really like. Always had them in your bino, bino pouch. Yeah. I've always. I really like those. But here's the point: Leica has not. Um, it has has done me well. Does that make sense? Well, those were kind of the bomb when they well, came out. Well, actually, and of the big three, which is Leica, Zeiss, and Swarovski. I would say if I had to like like a probably day in and day out, at least on their binoculars and their uh, spine scopes are known to be the more durable of the three, at least traditionally they have been. And and these have all I've ever done is put batteries in them. Yeah. And and they range and 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 the, here is the only time I ever mistreated them that I remember uh, specifically, is I was hunting south and uh, west of Newcastle out in that Buffalo Grassland Flats, and. <laughs> I hiked out about three quarters of a mile to get into a creek bottom on a bluffy, rocky point to do a coyote set. And um, I was sitting out there, and I'd killed a coyote, and it was snow white, and I wanted to get it back. So I was a little discombobulated and pretty excited because I called in a triple and only shot one of them, and I was by myself. So I went down, got the coyote, went all the way back, got home that night, was unpacking. I'm like, Oh, I, I left no. them damn binoculars because what I did was I, I was going to pack that thing out. So I dropped that small day pack I had on, took my bino harness off, and I was going to shove them in my pack. And I didn't have – they weren't in there. And so I was going – but at that time, I was driving back and forth to Denver or flying back every week because I had an office and a, an apartment down there. And so I was like, dude, I'll just run out there real quick. So they sat outside on a rocky For three days. For three days. So if somebody would have came that along. weekend, that weekend you drove to Denver. <laughs> I drove to Denver to pick those suckers up. But anyway, so um, that they served me well, and they still range fine today. Yeah. Now I will tell you this: I have the same ones except mine are eights, yours are tens. And you had the same experience, haven't you? I've, yeah. They just, you know what I use them for? I use those for my archery hunting because I don't keep them in a harness, and they're eight powers, and I throw them up. The only thing about the old ones is. The range-finding button's on the wrong side. It's okay if you're for, lefty. Yeah, for, for me. It's funny because I got so used to it. Now I'm running a different set of range-finding binoculars, and I'm always hitting the left-hand side. Yeah, because the, the old ones, their button is on the left, and so you have to reach but over But in general, the, for archery yeah. hunting, 100% you need a standalone range-finder. If you want to use a range-finding binoculars, great, but you need the standalone range-finder. If you try and do all your ranging as an archery hunter with, this, with, with a multi, I call it the multi-tool, Right? You cannot. It's going to screw up. You why? need to stand. Because. Because why? Because it gets in the way. That's all I use right now. I don't I don't carry my little one. But, but you guys, I don't consider you guys archery hunters anymore. We're talking no. a diehard archery hunter. But but I would have I would have killed for those back when I, that was all that. Oh, but there's those, did it, did it, there's those times, it. though, where you want it on your hand. 
because you can just drop it and let it hang, and, and you you know what I mean. There's a lot of things you can do with a standalone yeah. rangefinder. Yeah, you know what it. Uh, um, so so we had the Leicas. So then what we had was we had the Sig Sours. Now now we we offer all these we offer all these optics through our membership and take great care of our members. And so um, and uh, the Leicas have been my tried tried and true tested binoculars from a binoculars perspective it, it's like my leupold scopes on my rifle i'm just wasn't gonna ever leave right and um and i like leupold uh you know i have a couple leupold binoculars are great but for the range finding binocular combo um i was always like it now um i i uh, had gotten and you hate the whale hump of the new ones i hate the whale hump of the new ones okay yep. i dislike you, that you the only i mean i bought you, a pair you can't even get over the aesthetics of it so much so that you hate them so much because of the look <laughs> it's actually you know why 100 percent. so it's, it's you are right it's not, functionality you, wise it doesn't matter you've how exploited good you've exploited my uh, small it's, minds uh, it's, it's like, actually the new Leicas are a poro prism all the other ones are roof prisms is that what it is mm -hmm. Okay, well, so then they have to put a hump, the back of Notre Dame, on the middle because of the thing. Because basically, the, remember the old tra yep. traditional pearl prisms? Yeah. They would go out, then they would cut out in about an inch, and then they would go out again. Yeah. And that's it. So it what is it, it it gives you a gives you a, a, a not a, my like is my like is are straight. Even even the new um, Leupolds are straight. But typically, the more oh, no, the old the brighter old binoculars yeah, back were in the, the day, prisms. Yeah, the, they they all used to be. It was that easier way. to make a good pearl prism for less money than a roof prism. Right, so this this is a roof prism. Is that what you're telling? Everything's me? in a straight line. A poro prism okay, so, op so, operates off a of mirror. So you're telling me that the new Zeiss, the new Sigs are a they're different. all roof prism. And and what is the uh, Leicas? It's a poro prism. Poro. And so okay, that makes sense to me. Um, but I'm still so back to the mini-minded part more, that bigger. they look so ugly, and that that big hump. I I put them in my bino harness one time. I bought a pair. The the thirty two dot thirty two hundred dot com thirty two hundred dot com which means they they can range in theory in an ideal situation to thirty two hundred yards and sometimes oh, you they, they range a long ways I've I've Bullshit. gotten lots of twenty eights I mean they do range a long way yeah well I've not gotten a range like that. well the chance of shooting well, you you can't you you have to range through it you but can't look at them and say I hate that ugly ass hump I'm not going to use them. <laughs> And so that doesn't count, Brian. So I, but I did go far, far enough to buy a three thousand dollar pair of them, but I can't put them. I can't go hunting with them because. Um, um, but they're they're a very good. They are super well, good. Optically, optic they're them? considered probably of the three rangefinders. They're probably considered the better optics, and but for me, they're clear. But for for example, yep. for me though, the eye cups are too big. I don't like this big eye cups, and they're a little bit heavier and more bulky. But optical clarity is amazing on them. And the rangefinder does read right now. It, it reaches out a little bit further than my Zeiss. Um, we didn't really try and do a distance te test, but they're a really good product. They, they actually haven't been that basic design. hasn't we been redesigned for 10 years. We did do a distance test up against the SIGs. So I would say your Zeiss are amazingly clear, though, Brian. In my uh, to the my Zeiss, eye, ergonomically, the Zeiss are the most comfortable. Yep. If you, especially if you have smaller, if you like a smaller eye cup, you basically have to choose a Zeiss first. Swarovski second, Leica and Sig are both giant eye cups. So if you don't like a big eye cup, and that's a deciding factor, then both the Sig and the Leica are large eye cups. So for me, it's there's only two that fit my face. The old, well, actually, the old Giv is like Brian's fit my face because it's small eye cup, and so is the Zeiss, and so do the the uh, um, Swarovski. And the, you know the other thing that was nice about the old Giv is they came in 15s also. 
Yeah, and you know what, guys? I want I want to say they came this. in eight tens and also twelves. Those thirty. I don't know about I know 12s. they did fifteens. They did fifteens. I know for the sure. Thirty two hundred. They did came. They did come in twelves. I know they did. They come in like four. Yeah, four the, kinds. They were eight, ten, twelve, and fifteen. But the like is for me. You're right. They're super clear. However, I think we would all agree that the Zeiss glass was clearer than the like. In my opinion, it was it was a bit. You know, now we're talking a bit clearer. Yep. Yep. I thought the Zeiss was a bit clearer. I thought the Leicas was a bit clearer than the Sigs, and um, especially towards the end of the day, there, yep. there, there was there was a difference then. Um, and, um, and, and the, the Sigs sor- were a bit better than your old Geovids for fourteen and the, years. And the new yeah, the, Sigs are better than my old yeah. Geovids of fourteen years. Ago. Yep. Yep. And it, I would say the Srovsky's right in there with the the like and the Zeiss. Honestly, it's yep. kind of like choose your features. And you won't, but I, I will tell you, I had my first range-finding binoculars, which are like the same as yours, and I never sent them in re- for repairs. The next ones I had were Zeiss range-finding, and I sent them in for repairs. I had the Swarovski for about four years. I sent them in twice, and then the new Zeiss that I have, my my original one, I sent it in. So I've actually sent four range-finding binoculars in for repairs, um, and I, but I've never I, I never sent my like in. But one of our guides. I brought from overseas that one of them had a Leica that I sent in for repairs this year, and another one had a Swarovski that I sent in for repairs. So I have sent all of them in at one point. Um, I, I, none of them are bomb-proof. If you want bomb-proof, you have a non-range-finding binocular. Right. But a range-finding binocular, especially from a guide standpoint, is very critical. If you're a hunter and you don't range-find a lot, like say you go to Africa or you're hunting west, uh, you know, east, I guess east, east Texas, whitetail, south Texas, you, you probably get by, by a lot of times without, if you're doing a lot of tree stand hunting, without a rangefinder. Because the rangefinder adds weight. It doesn't make it as comfortable. Look at the new Swarovski binoculars. Probably way more comfortable than any rangefinding binocular you'll ever use. Rangefinding binoculars are not as comfortable because they're more bulky. they got to put that laser and in there. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. heavier. So let me ask you a question. Clarity-wise, let's rate these. I would say... Zeiss number one. Zeiss number one. I would say... Um, Leica and the Swirls were the same. Yep. So the, I, let's choose give your, them. Choose your, choose your poison, right? Let, yep. Let's give them number two, number two. Yep. And then I would say. Sig. Sig would be number, number three. And then, and the, then old the old Leicas. Leicas and old Swirls, probably number four. So the stuff that's 10 years old is a little antiquated. Even the glass and the Sig is better. Yeah. But you know, the, the, the Swarovski hasn't changed as drastically because the Swarovski didn't come out no. with the range finding binoculars as much. Right. They've changed the button a little bit. Right. We're talking range finding binoculars. Yes. Though. That's what I mean, the range finding binoculars. Okay. Leica was the first one that came out with a really high quality European range finding binocular. Perfect. The Geovids. That was the first one that we could find. And that's what myself and several guides got those when they first came out. Functionality and durability. I don't know. I've sent I sent my old Leicas back in. I've sent Swirls in. Um, I haven't sent my new ones in. The new ones seem uh, the 3200.coms. I think are an upgrade over the R. I can't remember what the name of, but there was a B and an H. Um, the ones that were out a couple of years ago. I sent those in. Everybody I knew sent them See, in. See, you've upgraded your optics more than I did because yeah. mine were sentimental to me and yeah. they had a good story. Mine were just. And mine were just, just a tool. Yep, mine they, were just they, you just bought them. And yeah, and I and I don't mind trying stuff. It out. It wasn't a gift from your wife like nope. mine was. That's because your wife said if you trade, she said when you if you trade your binoculars and I'm trading my ring in, and a ring's more no, expensive. No, she's got new rings since I, then. <laughs> but but my, the uh, my my old Leicas bomb proof. I mean they're bomb-proof. just 
they, they just, were they were solid. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah, but they're um, more critical in the snow. That so you have so functionality so and, and the functionality of the SIGs are, are quite amazing for their price. Functionality of SIGs and the Zeiss, I would say, are the best two, better than Leica, and um, because your SIGs. Your SIGs were good. Did, did your SIGs run over constant range? You mean, I mean the Zeiss? Or the Zeiss. I'm sorry. You can put Zeiss. it in a different mode. You can put it on scan mode, or you can put it on other modes. You got You need to read the manu- owner manual for the Zeiss. Because if you don't read the owner's manual, you're going to have to like put it on all these different settings and figure out what each one does. So one setting changes from uh, um, it p- puts out the angle, and if you put it on another setting, it actually puts out the corrected distance. So you have to know what all this does. And then it has basic ballistic programs pre-programmed. And then it has custom bullet programs you that you download from your phone. So the problem is with some of these new technologies is um, if you don't know how to use Bluetooth and sync it and download it from your phone, your 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 uh, rangefinding binocular is basically programmed through your phone. I would say my old Leicas are compromised as a rangefinder now compared to the comparable to the new ones. So you know how I used to do it with yours? Seven hundred to eleven hundred yards is what I get. Yeah. All, but all, it's really simple. You have an angle cosine indicator. Or use your phone angle, and and know and, and have an angle chart like Holland's angle chart on his ballistic program, and you will not miss any more than you do with the new stuff. So, yeah, right. but, but, but here's but here's the reality. You don't of need it. it. Why no. have it now, now? Now you buy one of these. I mean, that's the way. You know, like you the buy old one of these. HDRs and the HDBs, the Leicas. They had a horrific interface. They were horrible. I mean, you had to you had a memory uh, uh, micro SD card yep, that you stuck in there. They right? stuck in, and they and it was complicated. You had to go to their website, and you had. I mean, it was it was one of those things. Every time you had to change, our kids needed to figure it out for us. Oh my gosh! So the new <laughs> right, <laughs> the new Leicas are way better because they have an app and they Bluetooth, but it's still a little clumsy. I think the SIGs are, are, the s- are pretty simplistic. SIGs are pretty straightforward. Um, a really good interface. I think the Zeiss that. is pretty straightforward. The Zeiss, again, if you have the owner's manual and, and go online, it's quite easy. If you try and do it in the field without it, you know, all I do basically with mine, I don't even download the app and everything. I mean, but if you don't have a custom turret, the nice thing about these is you can verify, you, you know, you, they, they read the weather, right? The binoculars have the temperature. It does take the well, BDC out of it. So so we should we should back up because we're taking for granted what these do that people might not know because literally the ones that we're talking about the geovids the sigs um the and the zeiss they correct for temperature the pressure 3200.com the 3200.com they make yeah. a 2700.com which yeah. is the same the 2700s yeah. those were really good too those are you know um those were the clunky interface but had the card but they would all accommodate if you had an angled shot so like say say most of our turrets are built for 4000 feet 40 degrees mm. so now we go to Tajikistan and we're hunting at fifteen two. It, it helps. It, it helps processes it yep. and spits out the right data. But I will tell one thing: never assume it's correct. Always, well, Tiji- yeah. That that's an, and that's well, the extreme. That that's about. Well, what you do is you take your phone that you know in a program, or you take your Kestrel or whatever, and always verify it with a, a, a program that's known data. Because I've seen it where the program was wrong, and the hunter. It said 13 MOA, but if you actually looked on your shooter program or your street lock or whatever you use, it was 12. And they didn't check it. And then they were missing animals because they didn't actually verify. And I've seen Leicas and some of the other ones where it gave the corrected the corrected angle 
distance correction was off. It was not accurate. They didn't do something right. And so instead of on a 20 degree angle, instead of correcting what it should have, it corrected 30 yards difference. And in an extreme range, you'll miss or wound the animal. So you have to check. The SIG has an app that, uh, that yep. connects pretty well, easily. Well, the SIG runs off of AB, and AB is just... The SIG it's, is probably the easier one to use, I would yeah. say, for the ease of programming, yeah. yes. from what I've seen. But you're compromised I, with the and, glass a little and bit. And I believe that uh, the Leica, they on the 2700s, they used to run off of, uh, uh, what was the software? Uh, Gunworks software. G7. G7. They ran off the G7 software, which is a super solid software. A lot of the software. new ones use applied ballistics, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I mean, in Didn't reality. Did you go to that applied ballistics school? I did. By Brian Litz? I did go to Brian Litz's school. So, um. It's just interesting yeah. because... But, but, but never, never, if you're going to rely on it, you have to verify it. I, I couldn't agree more. Yep. That's you, why you need we a always data say, card. have a data, data card, card and, and have, a custom the shooter app, have the shooter app, compare it to your turret. Um, there, there's many cross-referencing resources that now, we, you should what use. I haven't used it at, like Brian has, is at 15,000, 16,000 yeah, feet. Yeah, we don't have that Here's we what I can tell you. Yep. If you're at 15,000 feet in January... And all your data is on your Leica range-finding binoculars or your Zeiss range-finding binoculars. It's a big mistake. You need to have another rangefinder in your pack or in your pocket that's going to kept warm, not outside, because if you get wind chill of like 20 or 30 below, I've seen all of them not right. work. So, yeah, the, the so you cold need a, weather yeah. f's up everything. So you need one thing. If you're going to do extreme, you need to push the button, get a range, straight line range, understand what 10 degrees does to your or make a ballistic table and have a data card, because I it will bite you in the ass at some point where your range finding binoculars. You're pretty adamant. You've lost so the game. I've, I, but too here's many. here's the funny thing. Too many. Most people, most people that are Emotion, listening to like this, these range finding binoculars tied with your BDC are going to be game changers for people. Because if you're shooting downhill at a 492 yard shot, it's going to correct you to 447. And 100%. it's going to do all. It's going to do. It's going to make your life so much. When easier. they work, they work amazing. Yeah. But, so, but for ninety five percent of the hunters, yep, hunting North America and Western big game, Eastern big game, having Central a BDC game, and having binoculars and doing binoculars the work for you, boom, boom, game Magical. changer. Absolutely, it takes a guy that can normally shoot out from two hundred fifty to three hundred. But if you're going to be that one guy who's going to take all this fancy stuff to Tajikistan in February when it's twenty seven below Just, Celsius, well, here's the thing. then it's harder. It doesn't maybe work. Service as well. access, value, and education. Well, Go get one of our memberships. Call us. Brian Martin can be your concierge well, too. I've had two times rangefinders shit the bucket in the middle of a hunt and I did not have a backup. Let's go Brandon. It's, it's a bad deal. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like our president. <laughs> Let's go Brandon. So I got to tell you. So but basically you always wife, have a backup. Lindley Lindley doesn't follow NASCAR. And so the other day she goes, this is a week or so ago, she goes, what, what is this let's go Brandon? I think I said it so, or something, didn't so I? So I showed it to her. I said, I showed her the YouTube. And I, she started laughing. She goes, so this is a politically correct way. And I said, yep, but now the, the, the left doesn't like it. Anyway, we got to bring this back. Sorry, Brian. The president right now wakes up like first, 50 first dates is what it's like. Okay, so he, he has to have a one-hour briefing on who he's married to. And do you <laughs> suck her finger? Do you the thing is, he forgets hey, what Les Bro brand do you means. Think, do you think he would be better served with a Leica, a Zeiss, a Swarovski, or a Sig Sauer? I think some Percocet and the YouTube channel is what he should be served with. Okay, so so getting back on, getting back, I would say I would say he would go with yours. 
the Sig Sauer. No, uh, the Geovids. The Geovids, because yeah. they're simple. Yeah, one push the button. <laughs> one push the button, yeah. feeds you the yard. That's a good point. You turn it. A good point, because you can still buy the old ones. Yes. And they're a very, very good option. Go wrong. They're cheaper. Well, well, f- yeah. And and they're simplistic. You just push the button, and they do correct for angulation. They have an inclinometer in them, I no, believe. No, mine don't. Well, what's Are that you saying? Sure? The angle. 100%. You, you got to remember the angle of the angle. No, because hey. Jeff Prawley and I uh, did the Pythagorean did the, theorem oh, yeah. on a piece of paper. Uh, that, well, actually, well, on my on my damn tag bag with uh, my pen. So for those for out. those of you guys listening, the reason that Jeff Prawley had to help with the Pythagorean theorem is because they were on a bobber on a glacial river, and he was harassing Brian because he wears his little bino harness. And Jeff probably had his range-finding binoculars that did do angulation correction and he set it sitting on, on his boat. <laughs> and they're a pair of Swarovski's, Swarovski. in case anybody wants to know. Right. 10 by 42, brand right. new. Brand new. And he jumps up on the bobber, and which goes, is the little go. raft, and, and there was a plunk. And he goes, was that my binoculars? No, that's not exactly <laughs> what he said. There was a lot more explicit well, language How deep that. was the water? Uh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You go down it was one millimeter. miles an hour in a milk chocolate shape. Oh, yeah. you're done. They're gone. So this There's no floating device built into a Swarovski. <laughs> no. Well, on top of that, on these glacial rivers. He's like, when, once all these? I said, yes, once he goes, Paul One millimeter down below the surface of the water, you can see nothing. And, and it's rushing. Oh, my gosh. And it was probably six foot deep right off the bank. So, anyway, that's why they only had one set of range-finding binoculars because the guide usually <laughs> has a set. Hi, Jeff Prawley. So, anyway. Those are in Russia now. But So, so here's the thing. Uh, Leica, Zeiss, Swarovski, Sig Sauer. I, I don't think, honestly, you can go wrong. No. Um, it, and I, I think the glass clarity on the, the Leicas, um, you know, like I said, I have the 3200.coms. I've not taken them. I've taken them out of the box to look yeah, at them, we, but they're in the box. Yep. Um, I, I, um, I like the Sig Sauer's. I thought the range finder far uh, And they do exceeded. make a more expensive one than the Sig. They they're make coming a, out with it. Now. Yeah, they don't it's have like it. A, it's, it's like a two grand. Really, it's like yep. a two thousand dollar yep, one. It's like two grand, and this one's like thirteen hundred. Actually, it's about twenty three hundred. It's about thousand more than this one. This one's twenty two to twenty three hundred. The, the reps don't even have them yet. Right. They don't know. Yeah. So I mean, does Vortex make a range finding binocular? Now? They do. It's supposed Vor- to be pretty Vortex good. makes a range finding binocular. Um, I, you know, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I haven't tried that. Leupold made one. Super good. Um, and we tried to carry it, and you I wanted the, to run it. Uh, it was a little bit more expensive than these other ones, but they discontinued it, and we can't get it now. And and you know we're we're giant Leupold fans, not yeah. because I mean they're made in America. I, all I, that I stuff. think love them. I think the well, Leupold. Well, Sig is also a European country a company, yeah. but it's their product is not made in Europe. No, at least not that one. Japan, Europe. Well, here's the reality, guys. The, you you can't go wrong with any of these, right. in my opinion. Um, I would say for me, yours, the Zeiss and the Leicas were within a skosh of each other, whatever that is. The yep. Leicas were, or the Zeiss was a little bit better than the well, Leicas. Ergonomics for me is, all of these are good. They're all going to fail at some point. Yep. So make sure you get the one that fits your face, your hands. You yes. like where the range funding is. That's a good is. point. And you know what else? The Leica up their game in the warranty. They had a horrible warranty for yep. a while. That was the next I can tell you I another thing. I sent all that's three worthwhile. in. I sent all three in at the same time this year. Same day from Spearfish. I sent my Zeiss in. I sent a pair of Shroskis from Tajikistan really in. This is a really good podcast. And I sent a Leica in from, from Kyrgyzstan the same day. I had the Zeiss back. I think they probably replaced them with an, another one. 
Because um, they couldn't have got him back that fast otherwise. Seven working days. From the time I sent him out, or eight working days. From the time I sent him out until I got him back. So they got eight him, days. They got him like on day three or four. And like on day eight, I had a new pair. So I sent them out like on a Monday or Tuesday. I think they were here by the next Friday. I actually thought it was a joke. I thought something happened. I There's no way I got them back. The Leicas took a, like a month or so, maybe not more than a month. And the Swarovskis, they had to send those to Germany for whatever repair they did. And it took about two and a half or three months. Yeah, but no charge on any of them. And none of them had been abused. They hadn't been dropped or whatever. They just, none of the rangefinders worked. So I've, I've had the best luck getting stuff repaired by Swarovski and it does take a long time because they ship them they, back. they ship it back. Yeah, they, ship they ship it, it overseas but whatever happened but with they're this, good I about it they did it in the U.S. and the the Leicas used to be the worst I haven't sent anything in with their new warranty but it was kind of it was a pain in the butt now they have they'll they'll give you the required repairs and the recommended repairs just if you are listening recommended means you're going to pay for it your warrantied binoculars I've gotten hit by that before. No, that, that that's really really good information for people. But to know. I, I've never had to pay for any. And of my we've repairs. never sent a six hour back, so we don't know no, what they charge. We have no idea. But they do. They have a, they have a pretty good warranty though. I don't know. Um, uh, I'll look it up. Real but quick but if so you do can. have a range finding pair of binoculars and your hunt is a li- once in a lifetime hunt type of thing, and I guess they're all once in a lifetime hunts for a lot of people. If your guide doesn't have a pair of range finding binoculars, then always travel with a standalone range finder. Because if you're a long range shooter and your range finder quits, and Here's then the other thing, hunt. it's it's not um, it's not a bad idea to just travel with them anyway and have them because if one uh, shits the bed, well, if you have electronics, or the bucket like you said, um, having the backup because I do. I, I mean, I mean, we we run the Sig Sauer, uh, the, the the kilo, the kilo. Yep, and 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 so we have that on us too. You know, well, a lot um, of guys before um, it came out with a program of binoculars, they were running the kilo if they had time to get the the. the get their long-range corrected data, and they're running like a custom turret like which we build here in the office. Or So here's SIG's warranties, okay? So they have a limited lifetime warranty on um, their binoculars. So that that's interesting to know. Um, and uh, um, That's kind of, I mean, limited lifetime is kind of like. Yeah, um, I understand. Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Friday. That's like an organic thing on a label. Friday, my uh, my nephew is a manufacturer's rep for him he's going to be here and he's we're going to look at everything so we'll find out exactly what the warranty is how's yeah. that sound so, and that's so, for but, the sig but, but like SIGs, you said yeah. th- when when they say limited warrant limited lifetime warranty that that's pretty wide open but the fact of the matter is um th- from my perspective they're going to stand behind it you know um leupold probably has the best optical warranty in the world right because you send it back i mean we've sent shit back like you can't even imagine what it looks like and stuff and they're like boop there's a new one um, they do a great job with it. Um, well, range-finding binoculars is kind of like that saying, if it flies, floats, or frolics, rent it. <laughs> I like <laughs> He cleaned that up just so you know, Bleep, because that's not the saying. <laughs> but I will tell you afterwards, Bleep. All right, so anyway. But you know what you said, though? <laughs> you, the standalone rangefinders, it's so, so much harder without having the binocular. It is night and day difference once you get used to looking through your binocular. So let's go around and do our review, and we'll wrap this up for our listeners. How does that sound? My review, my overall, uh, I guess, view and review of all of them was that the um, Zeiss fit my face well. Um, I do like the fact that they're ergonomic 
the ergonomics of them is, you know, they're it's more like th- a normal binocular. They're like a normal binocular. Um, I like the way they fit. I did like the uh, positive uh, rubber coating on it. Um, I, I thought that it's that tacky. was tacky. It was tacky. I thought that was good. That um, the Leicas don't have that. Um, and I, that was my review of the Zeiss. The glass phenomenal, and I thought the uh, um, the rangefinder was uh, better than good. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what I liked about the Zeiss. The Leicas um, love the light gathering. Um, they they you know they're they're a bigger binocular. Um, I thought they're super clear. The uh, rangefinder is good. Not quite as good as the Zeiss, but good. Really thing, good. The thing I didn't like about the Leica um, rangefinder is that there's a delay. If I want to range something again real quick and get another range of something right next to it, there's a three to five second delay, and that's a big pain in my ass when I'm sitting there. I think you can put um, them on the scan mode, but you have to do it. You have to go in and program them. Okay, mm-hmm. and maybe that's true then, but the ones that we had set up, the ones out of the box were not. Um, I, I did like the like is from that perspective. I didn't what the one thing I didn't like of the um, of the uh, Zeiss is I didn't like the price of them. Okay, um, the like is what I didn't like uh, is I don't like the humpback of Notre Dame. Yeah, um, you that, hit the it, it, it drives me nuts. I also don't like the hard plastic sides. I like the positive rubber a little bit better. Um, so that's what I didn't like about the Leicas. Uh, the Swarovskis, um, I think that, you know, you, you're, you're never compromised with the glass. I don't know. I didn't have a good chance to run them, but they I got that hump in the front of yeah, them. Yeah, on the bottom. It, it rolls against your yeah, chest. It's, it's like, it's like having a turbocharge, like a hood scoop sticking out the bottom. And I don't like that. And I, and, um, because I have used those and their range finder to me, um, is not as bright as the other ones either. It's kind of a it's kind of a light little thing in there. Maybe you can turn that up. I don't know. Yeah, all of them have a brightness. Um, you can turn them. I usually put them on the highest brightness or second. The ones I tried didn't. The Sig Sauer. Um, I liked the. They were like the Zeiss and the fact that I liked. They were like my old Leicas. They were the closest thing to my old Leicas, and I and and I liked them. I like the positive rubber. Uh, I do like the range finding on the right, right there, ready to go. And I like the rangefinder instant, and I can get readings that way out there that I couldn't get. I thought the uh, um, the Sig Sauer, the new one, or that the one they currently make, the the uh, whatever it is, the BX three thousand BDX, I think three thousand right? BDX. I thought it was good. The glass um, at low light is a little compromised, but it's better than what I was running with my old Lycus. You were so, you were upgrading, right? So my my review of all of them is. No matter if I run my Leicas, I've already bought my 3200.coms, these BDX 3000 SIGs. Um, I'm upgrading my glass, and I'm upgrading my rangefinder no matter what because the new rangefinding technology is past my GeoVids. And, and um, you get the weather station, and you get the and, ballistic yep, apps. And I mean, it's thing. silly not to run and, that when you do so what we do. And so I upgrade. Um, yep. and, but I have to big shout out to Leica. 14 years with one product, all you do is replace batteries. Kudos to you. Hats off. Uh, there's been a shit ton of animals that have died at the end of my barrel because I had the right uh, range. Yep. And so hats off to Leica. I'm moving on. I don't know which one I'm going to uh, for sure run, but um, I have to make my decision. All four of them are available to me. We ran all four of them. That's my review. <laughs> awesome. Go ahead, Brian. Um, well, I, 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 I like the ones that I currently have, and that's why I'm using them because I've played with other than the SIG. I've played with all the binoculars a lot because I have the advantage of going with clients and different guides around the world that all use different ones. So I always we always sample. So for me, ergonomics really important, and, and the Zeiss is the most comfortable for my face and my hands. Um, 
I like the, the Leica as well, for sure, quality-wise, as the Zeiss. It may even be tougher, but it doesn't fit my face. And so if it doesn't, it, the eye cups, I have to screw them all the way in. I like to run my eye cups about halfway out to two-thirds of the way out and run them inside my eye sockets. It cuts a lot of the sun out. So I, for me, if I'm looking in bright conditions on snow, I prefer that. So when you run the binoculars with the with the eye cups all the way screwed in, which I have to with the SIG and the Leica, I get more light around my eyes. And so that is a big deciding factor. Um, the Swarovski is very similar to the Zeiss for me as far as the way it fits my eyes. But the um, the bulk, it kind of kind of rocks back and forth in your chest and belly because it doesn't have a flat surface. So I like the, I like the Swarovski really well. The eye cups on the Swarovski, if you don't pack extra eye cups, and that rubber will eventually fall off and you'll be on a, a hunt and then you're going to have like aluminum against your face. And I've never had that happen with the Leicas and the, and the Zeiss. So for me, uh, it would be number one, Zeiss, number two, Swarovski. Uh, number three, probably because of the value, would be the SIG. And I think it probably might have the best rangefinder of the group. And number four would be the um, Leica. But for years, I, r I ran those Geovids that you run, and they fit me my face perfectly well, too. They had the smaller eye cups like the Zeiss. I don't know why they went to the giant ones. Probably, you know, people think it's better. I, I don't like big eye cups, personally. I it just doesn't, never have. Don't you know what, for you. These are great reviews, in my opinion, because people listening can go, wow. And the weight, too. If you want the weight, I would say the Zeiss and, and, and definitely Swarovski are a little bit lighter than the Leica. Yep. So fly to Spearfish, fly to Rapid City, rent a car, come out Spearfish. You know, we'll let you look at them all. We'll give you a free consultation. We'll set you up. We'll spend a couple hours with you. No problem. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know what I didn't like about the the Sig, um, is the, the the glass on the objective lens is super close to the rubber. So yeah, if you, you set it like down that. and you're dragging it, it will scratch. The the Zeiss is the most recessed, so guide guide worthy. I look for stuff like that. I look, is a glass inside the rubber housing or is it vert almost flush with the rubber? And the SIGs were closer. So what they did is they try to make it too compact. I would say extend the binocular another yeah. three-eighths of an inch yeah, and, and have and the housing. Because you're going to scratch them. Trust me. You will Just scratch so them. Just you know, I, I was running them, and when they're falling out, I am aware of that. You don't want to be um, aware of it. So the Zeiss is no. about almost a half an inch. So in. is my old Leicas. Yes, they're, and that's they're, why they're, I, those are things. that Just the eye cups, and that will make or break a sale for me. Right. That no, will, that's that, well, you're a very discriminating um, client because of what you do for a living, and 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 so you have such a valid point and a different perspective, and it's not just the American hunter perspective, like more Brad and I, because you're in Europe in conditions or Asia that we don't have. So, and I've like seen it. all of them fail. Right. Good, Brad. Um, yeah, I've had the Swarovski a long time ago, right away, and I. Didn't like the rangefinder, and I got rid of them. Same year, I got them. Um, but I really like Swarovski glass a lot. Um, the uh, Zeiss is cl the clearest of them all, I thought. Zeiss just has amazing glass. But it's a minute amount better than my Leicas. I like my Leicas a lot. I don't like the interface, even with this newer interface. It's not my favorite. And uh, the old one, the the R or whatever, the R or the B that I had, I hated that interface because you had I had to read the directions every time before if I changed caliber and you'd have to change the chip. Um, the old Leicas I really like. They're still they're still worth having today. Um, they have and if no you get a set that's brand new, doesn't have any scratches on it, they they look yeah. even, they're almost they're, they're not as good as the other ones, but they're really yeah. good. 
Um, my glass is really good. It's similar to Swarovski. Um, and I would say both of those are maybe a teeny, teeny bit behind the Zeiss. Um, my rangefinder is probably the slowest on my Leicas. The weight of my Leicas, they're, they're legit. Um, you can tell you're hefting something. They're, uh, they're solid. They're, they're the heaviest of all. That was probably another. Yeah. Sorry. They are, they're heavy, you know. They're the mean? thickest. Um, I, don't, I don't mind the humpback of yeah. Notre Dame, as you say. Um, <laughs> I think it's a hunchback, isn't it? Well, well <laughs> humpback whale. But for example, you're, you're. Did I call it humpback of Notre Dame? But for I mean, example, so, so you're. So he's going to get a humpback. And so I was thinking the hunchback in Notre Dame. <laughs> it is the hunchback. So, yes, you're right. I, I don't mind that too bad, but uh, the very no, but good you binocular. You don't mind obtuse, like, weird, like. Yeah. You know, like, um, I mean, let me and I, and I think the Swarovski. I wonder if I didn't have a great set or something because most of the ones I've looked at over the years since have been very good. But they don't. I don't think they have the. Uh, they don't have the data like the Zeiss. The new ones, I believe, Sig. do. Do but, they? But now? they were the last ones to come out with the data. Yeah, I mean, they're so they're kind of behind. First was Leica. Number two was Zeiss, and number three was Swarovski. Um, the Zeiss are lighter than the Sigs or the Leicas, um, and that I like. But, it w you know, I mean, they're expensive. Uh, the Zeiss are, you know, the Zeiss are really expensive. But at the end of the day, the price is, unless you're going with the SIG, but the Swarovski, Leica, and Zeiss are all within a few hundred dollars when no, you get the high I, end. No, I know. That they're, they're expensive. They are. They're, yeah. they're all within. But yeah. No, no, that's not true. Well, yeah, a few hundred. But but yours is a couple hundred more than the few hundred. What's the Zeiss uh, MSRP is almost $700 more than the Leicas, I think. MSRP and the like is about three grand. What's the Zeiss? Uh, 34? Four. 30, 3,400? Yeah. 37 something, I think. Yeah. So the SIGs, I, 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 was, I was surprised by the SIGs. You give up a little in the glass. Um, the interface, their app is um, better, I think, than, uh, I don't know. I didn't program your, you know, I haven't had to program the Zeiss, but. So the, the, the Zeiss Victory RF um, 10 by 54s. Uh, yours are the 10 by 42 rangefinder. My eyes are the 10 by 42s. Okay, so um, they're they're at um, you know online you can get them for somewhere. Hmm, hold on. Yeah, right at that uh, 35 to 3700 dollar range. Yeah, so there's six seven hundred more than the Leica. Yep. So go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say the SIGs are are very very good. I like the interface. You know, we downloaded the app in the field. I programmed your stuff. Now we've had the Zig Sig. Uh, what is it? 1400. The little dedicated ones or 2400. That's been a. That's been an amazing one. Um, you know, that's a standalone. So it was similar to that app. Um, but uh, stand corrected. They're about the same price within a couple hundred bucks of each other. I didn't think they were that so, much anymore. Yeah. And I just looked on. I just looked on our website. So. Um, you know the the app the rangefinder is I, I can't believe how good that dang rangefinder and the sig is it's really good um not not that it's important but it gets spits out decimals even <laughs> you know <laughs> now that being said we all range tough targets on um, black cows on a sunny day and black cows are easier to range than a white cow though white cows <laughs> really bad in the snow it's huh? like snow oh yeah but bad. But you know, the darker I mean, the object, the easier range find is. You know, we were we we did all kinds of goofy stuff, and they were all very close. I mean, I think rangefinder quality, they're all very similar. Which, um, you know, the SIGs are the cheapest 
a fair amount cheaper. They're half the price of some of those other ones. Third. $1,300 versus $3,400 for the Leicas, $3,700. I think the Leicas are three, aren't they? A I little just, more. The oh. 33, 34. Or are they? Um, Unless you want to give them away for that. <laughs> um, I, I have no problem you giving them away for that. But I would say probably. 3500 on Midway. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. And, and yeah. we're a little cheaper than that. We're a little cheaper than that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have, if you're a rifle hunter and you do some extended range, I would say pick your poison, yeah. get them, run with them. If you get a Leica, a Zeiss, or a Swarovski, you'll never regret it. They'll last and last and last. They're really good. Um, I don't think you'd regret getting a but Sig Sauer. The Sigs, I was going to say, surprisingly um, good. You, yeah. know, you know what my advice is? Buy the one that fits you the best. Yes. And that it has the right button push where you like yep. it. And if you're not good at all the ballistic stuff, at least have a data card and at least know how to do a corrected distance or an angle. Because most people shouldn't shoot past six or 700 anyway. The game animal deserves more than that. The other, I yeah. couldn't agree more with you. And, the SIGs and, are heavy, the too. Other thing my is geovids, my you, old geovids, a lot of shit dies 600 yards, 580 yards. Well, zero. Yeah. If you got a custom data yeah. turret like Huskamaw scopes, and like the gun works and our scopes with the uh, tur turret tape. And if you get a Kenton Industries or if you buy a new Z Leopold and you send it in, they get a custom turret. All you really need, and I've done this a long time, is you need the straight line distance and the angle or the cosine or the. So you all this stuff is great, but have ability to, I would say, do not get rid of. If you have a good pair of binoculars like an UltraVid or an EL or an even SLC that still work well, do not get rid of those. Keep those with with a SIG or the or the Leica rangefinding standalone. This uh, the this is a standalone rangefinder, and then when you at some point you will have to send your binoculars in for repair. You still got a pair of binoculars and you yep. got a SIG or whatever you can use. Really good point. Really good point. And so here here's the end of the day, guys. Um, there's 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 a lot of good binoculars out there. Um, we market them all. Go to RollingBones.com. Um, check it out, see what you like, and uh, um, let us know. If you have any questions, seriously, you go, oh, 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 you said something that makes me want to ask. You, uh, Hey, listen, that's why we're here. 605-644-8000. Brian Martin, Brad Dana, Bleep, myself, Darren. You know, we're here to answer questions and uh, get you information. Um, I think that all of us have uh, the reason this podcast works so well is because you listeners are giving us positive feedback and we're able to uh, um, give you the information you want. And we all three have a little different uh, opinions and perspectives of how we take our approach to hunting. But the reality is we all spend a lot of days in the field testing this product and uh, you can't go wrong. So here's just a quick reminder. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. Also, if you'd like, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us the topics you'd like to hear. We would like to share them with you. We love the outdoors. We love doing this, and uh, we enjoy being a part of um, this industry. Uh, you know what? We appreciate you listening. Go to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We have one for every budget and every uh, for every really hunting level, no matter what your entry level or your level of expertise is in the marketplace. We want to be in uh, a, an inclusive club, not an exclusive club, and we really appreciate you being a part of our community and uh, listening in. Okay, so until next week, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.